In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Benny, you made this. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news of all basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by the boys, Dion Franklin, BJ Johnson. What's happening, my guys? Good to be back. Let's get it going. What it do? So, we got a very special episode for y'all today. It is ladies' night here at the dagger <laughs> later on we're going to be joined by some very special guests some some significant others of us here at the dagger and they're going to give some some takes on basketball in honor of valentine's day which just happened last week so it should be should be good content um it pains me to say that we got to talk about the celtics we got to talk about the celtics celtics struggling right now Mm. One game above 500 currently, though there's a game going on right now, so they might be back at 500 here in just a couple seconds. Overtime, by the way. Overtime? No way. No, actually. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about some comments made by Draymond Green about Andre Drummond getting benched with them potentially trying to trade him. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about the all-star format. What in the world is good with that? Everything happening on a single day, dunk contest at halftime. Are we fans of that? And then we're going to go a little bit into college hoops today. We're going to talk about Jalen Johnson deciding to sit out the rest of the season at Duke and let you know what we think of that. But as always, we got to get it started with giving out some awards. We got to give out Hooper of the Week. We got to give out Good Hustle Award. Dion, take it away. Who's your Hooper of the Week? Or, yeah, let's. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Dion. Let's yeah. start with Hooper. All right. My Hooper of the Week comes from a surprise team for me, at least, uh, that is going on a run right now. And that is the Washington Wizards and Bradley Beal. They are on a three game mm-hmm. winning streak. Uh, he's been hooping out of control, of course. 34 points a game, six rebounds, five assists. Uh, two steals. He's re- clearly the biggest part of this winning streak. And Russell Westbrook is kind of pitching in with his couple of triple doubles, like a little bit above 10 for stat. But Bradley Beal has been the consistent, you know, uh, player on that team. And he's my hooper of the week. 
and hopefully he can keep on hooping like he's been. And he's a scoring leader for the NBA right now. That's that's a good pick. Like, yeah, honestly, I like, like that. Started the season, you had to feel for Bradley Beal. Of his team was just awful, and he had to have some severe back pain from trying to get them some wins. Um, but <laughs> dude, he's been yeah, hooping out of control the whole year. Yeah, like not always efficient, but always scoring. Shows up, you know, every night. Trying to play hard on defense, you know, not necessarily a lockdown defender, but you know, he plays hard and is trying to lead his team. And they're finally starting to respond a little bit, so that's good to see. Oh yeah, they're not in last place anymore. You know. Trying to make those playing games. Yeah, they got ten wins, so they're in a double-digit mm-hmm. column, which is mm-hmm. something for them. Oh yeah, Good I time. mean in the East, that puts you like two games out of the playoffs, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I, literally, I like an eight-way tie for the last <laughs> yeah. couple of spots. <laughs> in the East, that might get you <laughs> playing games. So. Like third seed. Yeah, I think they're <laughs> one game behind the playing games right now. Of course. The East is so bad. It's so yeah, it's terrible. like last time I checked, the Celtics were at 500, and I think they were still in fourth place. Yeah, they're in fifth right now. They're tied <laughs> with the Pacers. Yeah, that's Oh, that's my God. <laughs> it depends on if they lose this game because they're heading overtime right now. It could now. be a team that's like, you know, five games above 500 and hosts a playoff series. <laughs> yeah. There are only four teams in the East above 500. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I think it's the one through four seed. Like and yeah. the Celtics being above five hundred, I like that's it. One through like one through four. Yeah, the East is not great. It's not great. <laughs> the struggle is real over there. Bucks are struggling. <laughs> oh, Heat are starting to come back a little bit, yeah. but it yeah, it's not it's not great. DJ Hooper of the week. Hooper of the week. Uh, this is special because this is one of my childhood favorites growing up. Carmelo Anthony. Is my hooper of the week. He um behind Dame in Portland with CJ being out and Nurkic. Carmelo is kind of embracing that six man role. Uh, He's coming off the bench and giving Dame a lot of help. And just the last week, he came off the bench and helped them beat the number one team in the East Philly. I think he has seventeen in the fourth. Classic Melo. I mean, literally the ball touch. I don't even know if the ball touched the net would have went through. That's how crystal, like, that's how crystallized his J was. But, yeah, Melo at 36, like, fine wine. This man is aging, like, gracefully, too. His game is still elite um, as an offensive player. And he could be a very uh, impactful player for Portland down the road if they can get healthy, just keeping rolling, you know, in the West. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I actually was following that game live. And I think they were down – Heading into the fourth, I think and so. I, and I just see Melo his three point shot. Melo his three point shot. Yeah, his two point shot. Like Melo hits and one. Melo, I was like, oh my goodness, Melo, 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 the original Melo, not exactly. Melo, the original Melo. Yeah, looking like Denver Melo. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, just need some braids. That's that's a great pick. Like honestly, it's good to see. Like Melo, a couple years ago, you know, when he was a free agent was just getting ragged on. Everyone was coming oh out of the woodwork saying, he's out of shape. He's done. He's not a team player. You know, like, he was never that good to begin with. Like, he shouldn't be on an NBA team or anything like that. And, like, everybody needs to chill out with that. So, it's, it's good to see Melo, first of all, embracing, you know, one of the biggest knocks on him his whole career was he's selfish. And, right. you know, at points, let's be honest, that wasn't totally undeserved. But, you know, he's really embraced the six-man role. He's been very unselfish in Portland. 
you know, mm-hmm. mentoring those young guys. He's accepted his role. You know, he's given up shots to Dame and CJ. And, you know, he's, he's playing really well. He's in shape, working really hard. So it's good to see good to see Melo doing his thing again. Who, who you got, TC? All right, well. Oh, boy. The oh, theme boy. of this show, even though it was a week ago, is, va- is kind of a Valentine's Day special. And so in honor of that, you know, when you enter a new relationship – you know, there's sometimes there's a lot of tension about your significant other and who they dated before, you know, who their ex and, you know, do they think about them? Are they still in your life? But how many times do you have the chance to play your ex's team in an NBA basketball game and drop 36 on his head? And so my Hooper of the Week is Devin Booker for putting it on <laughs> Ben Simmons in the 76 <laughs> I, I love think that. the game was on Valentine's Day too, wasn't it? I, I, I think so. I think this so. man is invincible. He is having a a big year while dating a Kardashian. Didn't think it was possible. Yeah, how? He's spitting in the face of the Kardashian curse, dropping thirty six on Kendall's ex. And the Suns are playing well. He's playing well. How can you not be Hooper of the Week? I love that. I love you know, that. If, she I, if I could game. drop 36 on my wife's ex, I would love that. You know? <laughs> so, shout out to Devin Booker. <laughs> I, li- I, like, I like that pick. He's going to be my second choice, actually. Because, you know, I'm a Suns fan now, apparently. And he's been hooping, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's playing well. <laughs> yeah. One I of a I didn't yeah, even I know think. he was dating Kendall. I'm, yeah. They've been <laughs> going for a minute. And, one. like... I'm sure if you asked him about it, he would deflect of like, oh, it's just another game. You know, Ben Simmons is a great player. But you try to look me in the eyes and tell me that didn't mean something. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he had, he something had a, to him. That he definitely had extra pep in his step. He had extra pep in his step that game. He was barking when he hit shots. I'm like, yeah. you could tell yeah. he was looking in the crowd like, that's for you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to tell me I didn't mean something to my guy. No shot. That meant something. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> so for that, I got to give him Hooper of the Week. I'm not mad gotta. at that. <laughs> Way to show out on your woman's ex. All right. Let's get negative, shall we? Let's give out some Good Hustle Awards. I got to give my Good Hustle Award to a guy who – this is the weirdest stat I've ever seen – this man shoots 61% from the field. Okay, it doesn't average a lot of points, you know, like seven points a game. But my man, Jakob Pertl, is shooting 31% from the free throw line. What? With like 35 attempts. My man, oh, what are you doing? What? This is a professional. Like, do you come out of yeah. and blow up a medicine ball? Like, you shouldn't get paid if you shoot thirty-one percent as a professional. Thirty-one percent, not even one percent. Yeah, even De- DeAndre Jordan in his prime, you thirty-one. Like, not even close. Not even Shaq <laughs> would do that. Yeah. Yikes! That, his oh his God. when he was a rookie, his free throw percentage was like fifty-five percent. It's oh, gone dude. down significantly. How does it go down 20% after your rookie year? Jakob, you, you got to get it figured out, man. <laughs> what? There's something going on upstairs. You're in your head. There's yeah. something, something wrong in his head. Muscle like, memory. Sure. It's going to be if okay. I was, yeah, if I was the ref, I would be offended. Like, if I gave him a foul call, I'd be like, oh, 
I just rewarded this guy. Well, you know, let's just already get two rebounds real quick because you know what this will do. <laughs> Jesus. Like, who knows? Like, he could be averaging, I mean, at least 10 points a game if he was hitting his free throws, right? At like, least. 31 has to be the least scary person going to the basket ever because, you know, you just yeah, like bare minimum or good. one of two. Yeah. Probably over for 2, statistically. Exactly. Over. Okay, yeah. So, like, oh my God. he's an all right little role player there in San Antonio, but for that free throw percentage, Yaka Pearl, yeah. good hustle. They are free. The throws good, are good free. <laughs> that's, that's a tough look. Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Oh, that's, God. that's tough, man. That's tough. That's your boy, you know, Utah. I'm just saying. Nah, I don't. I don't like the U. I don't. I don't mess with the U. <laughs> he said we don't. My, my claim family him. are all diehard claim BYU him. fans. We don't. Um, we don't claim. <laughs> so I, I don't like the U, and they rejected me from going to their law school, so they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Damn! Boom! <laughs> roasted. <laughs> no, this is a true story. This is a true story. This is what the University of Utah did to me. Okay, I applied to law school at the U. Me and my wife were living in Utah at the time, and so I wanted to go just kind of stay closer to like her family and stuff. And so, you know, within state tuition, they were like my top choice. And so I got into Marquette, and I was waiting to hear from the U, and I just waited months and months and months. And I'd never heard from them. And so I sent him an email, be like, hey, what's good? Like, am I on the waiting list? I got rejected. <laughs> this is like middle of June. And I applied in February. Like, okay, yeah, we'll send you your thing. And I got my rejection letter. And it was <gasps> dated March 17th. And I got it in June. And they just didn't bother to send it to me. <laughs> oh, so I, yeah, I don't like yeah. the U. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. They rejected me and didn't even That's bother fair. to tell me. They just went on with their lives. That's anyway, a little, little side note. Yeah, good hustle to me for that. All right. <laughs> good hustle award. Ooh. Uh, I just did a last-minute switch up here. I was going to give it to the Bucks, but then I just remembered something. I'm going to give my good hustle to a community that we are all a part of, especially even the listeners of this podcast, too, that we fall into the category of, and that is the NBA fans voting for the All-Star game. I'm going to give the good hustle to <laughs> the NBA community. Preach. Um, uh, Dion, I got nothing against Luca. I love Luca. I love, I love him. But there's no way that he should be starting over Dame in the All Star game this year. Um, Preach. I think the fan vote was literally the reason why Dame is not starting, and the Mavs are sub 500. Yet Luca is starting. I think it's got to be Curry and Lillard in the backcourt. But and here's here's the worst indictment against the NBA fan voting. Clay Thompson is on the ballot for getting into the All-Star game. And this man ain't touched the hardwood since 2019. Like, I, I get it. It's funny. It's cool. But the NBA fan vote is nothing short of a good Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart special, which is full of jokes. Honestly, see, like, I don't understand it. See, I got to stop you right there, BJ, because you're saying the listeners of this podcast. Now, I know that if you listen to this podcast, you have to be at least a little bit well-informed. And so I know that if you listen to this podcast, you would not go vote for Luka Doncic over Damian Lillard. I know you would not. I, I just know it. And I know for damn sure that you would not vote for a guy whose knee is in pieces to be in the All-Star game when he hasn't played a single minute this season. Okay, so it's not yeah. the listeners of this podcast. Yeah. No shot. Shout out listeners, man. Shout out listeners. Yeah. 
I mean, but you're right though. The NBA community, what are you talking about? Do you watch basketball or do you just swallow the headlines that ESPN spoons feeds you? Like, come on. Right. Like, I don't understand that. How how is Dame coming off? How is Dame like a reserve in the All Star game? You know. But possibly in the MVP conversation. I Disrespectful. This, you know Disrespectful. You know, my boy Luca, you know, I'm <laughs> this man averaging almost a triple double. I don't know what to tell you guys. Stat wise, he is the better player. And fan wise, more people like him because he's a more likable dude, I think. You know, I think it's the market in Portland too. Like those games yes. come on late. Nobody yes. really gets to watch him. Dallas is a bigger market, but mm-hmm. I think I think the fans are kind of off on this one, but you know. That's just good hustle on our part as fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not that I have a fan vote. Not that I have a fan vote or anything like that. But if I did and I'd really put it in, I'm, I would have voted for Dame. I would vote for Dame. Yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. But, I, but, I mean, I think it speaks to this larger issue of, like, headlines in the NBA. Of, like, I'm getting kind of tired of the NBA trying to shove certain headlines down our throats. Like, Zion Williamson, great player. Great player. But I'm tired of ESPN and other outlets trying to shove Zion Williamson and John Morant and Luka Doncic down my throat. Yes, they are great young players. Yes, they are the future of the league. But right now, there are better players and there are better matchups, but they will put them on primetime any chance they can get. The Pelicans are not a good team right now. The Grizzlies are not a good team right now. The Mavs are not a good team right now. But they will put them on TV any chance they can get. And I'm just tired of these headlines and them trying to shove that down my throat. Like I, I it's making me almost not like these guys, which is ridiculous because they're great players. But there's there's yeah. better matchups, there's better players. Like they're just going with whatever's new and exciting. And players like Damian Lillard, like like you're saying, like Portland is not on any any primetime games or anything like that. Why? Like Dame's balling out of his mind. The team's playing pretty well. You know, they're situated in the playoffs in the West. You know, like what's why 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 isn't this happening? You know, yeah. Who's hustling? <laughs> uh, my good hustle award uh, goes to one player that just got murdered this past oh. week. Yeah, I, do I want to offer my don't condolences to his family. It's a Sunday. <laughs> let let their let his family grieve. I, I offer yeah. my condolences to, to they lost to, to the Lord's Day. We've lost an NBA player this week, guys. We have lost him. He's gone. Pour one he, out. Pour one out for him. So, anything. <laughs> what a brief career it was. What a brief career for this kid, Utah Watanabe. This man has been blessed and sent. <laughs> To 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 the outer to outer space because he's, he's with Jesus now. He's with Jesus now. He got evaporated <laughs> at the rim. Find <laughs> a better place. I don't know if you guys, if you listeners have seen, if you haven't, you have to go see this dunk. Anthony Edwards ended this man's career. Timberwolves were playing uh, the Raptors, and out of nowhere, Anthony Edwards drives baseline, and literally his head over the rim. Dunks it over this kid and falls on him at the same time. It was insane. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, he is my good hustle at work because, bro, good hustle for trying to block that. 
He didn't and deserve like, that. Good, good hustle in the most literal sense of my man's yeah. just hustling. You know, it wasn't a bad contest. You know, he's just playing just trying hard. Trying to play some defense. Yeah, I that's mean, garbage minutes. It looked like you know he's just <laughs> playing hard. And then Anthony Edwards is just going to the rim trying to catch a body. Like my man didn't deserve that. He's just you know he's trying to. I mean, you trying know, to play hard. You know, trying to get a contract I, somewhere. All I gotta say is that his hands. His arms did not even go above the rim, so there he had no business trying yeah. to block that. There was yeah. no way in hell that he was going to get up there. So, but at some point, when you see a man leap that high, you got to make a business decision, right? You like, do. come on, you're trying to get a contract down the line, and your face being on every outlet for you know getting zipped up by Anthony Edwards is not a great look. Mm-mm. So, good hustle, I, I, but yeah. All right, I, I I have no no feedback. I'm just saying we don't make fun of the deceased on this podcast, but you know it's the Lord's day, so I'll just let that family that's, grieve that's for true. now. <laughs> but Nobby family grieve. They lost a son. They lost a brother. <laughs> he's a good man, for all I know, which I don't know much. But he's a good man. Maybe it we'll seems. have to have some funeral services Please. here on the dagger. This man had 11 minutes on the court, right? And he... 11 minutes, one death. And one day, he had his, his at least his, he got to line was zeros all across, except for two rebounds and one death. I mean, you know, like <laughs> at least he got to live his dream before he went to the great beyond. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it'd be, it'd like, be like, you know, that. you know, if the dagger is talking about you like a make a wish kid, like you know, you didn't, <laughs> you know, you messed up down the line somewhere. Yeah. Okay? Next time you're playing hard, but just, just. Think about what you're doing for one sec, okay? When you see that man take off, just 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 be smart. Just be smart. Just, just step out of the way. Yeah, that's that's, that's all. Yeah, good good hustle out there. <laughs> <Good> hustle. <laughs> we'll send some flowers to your mom. All right, let's change topics. But speaking of green, we got. I don't want to talk about this. Do we have to talk about this? Yes, we do. We most yeah, definitely have to. Most de- right. In light of recent developments, what we most definitely have to. In the <laughs> hell is going on with the Celtics? Okay. They're 500, 15 and 15, a little over a third of the way through the season. This team is way too good to be 15 and 15 right now. And in recent weeks, they have lost to the Pistons great team wizards great team the hawks great team and now they blew a 24 point lead to the pelicans who are five games below 500 well now four games below 500 (laughs) guys what what are we doing what are we doing you have two all-stars and we we're 500 what yeah Somebody hold me back. I'm about to unload on this. Oh, team. we want you to okay. unload. We want to. It's, yeah. it's free right. Let it's me get something you. out of the way. Let me get something out of the way. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are both playing their hearts out. They're both averaging 26 points a game. Jalen Brown has been extremely efficient. Jason Tatum is still playing well. He's playing the role of the main ball handler. He's playing the pick and roll and stuff. He's trying to get others involved. They're both playing really well. Jason Tatum has been trying to will this team to victory. He's hit clutch buckets when he needed to for the most part. And 
the team around those two is so bad right now. Kemba Walker is back. He's fully healthy. But my man is shooting 38% from the field this season. Dear Lord. 38%. That's not going to get it done. What are you doing? (sighs) Tristan Thompson was supposed to seal up the middle. Yeah. Joel Embiid put him put it on him two nights in a row (sighs) he's done very little on offense his rebound has been all right Nikola Jokic put 46 on him the other night Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson cannot defend the block from anybody our rebounding is 29th in the NBA our defensive rebounding atrocious second chance points everywhere like it's the same shit different day for the Celtics same thing we've been saying for years we need a center somebody who can rebound we had the chance to go out and get Miles Turner for basically nothing we didn't for some reason we sent Tristan Thompson instead the Kardashian curse has come to Boston yet again for the first time since Chris Humphrey and I it's this same stuff bro like our our roster is just not very good outside of our two all-stars we Marcus Smart is terrible on offense Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson can't guard the middle for shit Kemba Walker is shooting 38% from the field our bench not that great Grant Williams can shoot threes. That's about it. He's a nice little stretch four. Shemi Ojale can guard one-on-one in the post pretty well. You know, he does a decent job on, like, LeBron when LeBron comes to town. Not great, but, you know, it's LeBron. But he does a decent job, you know, but, like, just overall our roster outside of our two all-stars is just horrendous. It's bad. Dark times. Doesn't help that uh, one of those two All Stars is not playing that great. Like he's putting up numbers, but JB has not been efficient in those losses. Like for example, the last two losses, six for twenty and seven for twenty three from the field. Yeah, he's had a couple of bad and games. Like, but no, this, that's what I'm saying. Like the the losses that stellar. that we've been talking about, he's been he's been like not that great. And like when you rely on your rookies to be your bench for most of the minutes. It's never gonna be a good thing. And Kemba, Kemba and Tristan just need to find their form because this is not gonna cut it. Especially Tristan Thompson. And I don't know what they what Brad Stevens is thinking, trying to play them both, uh, trying to play Tyson Thompson at the same time. I, that's clearly not working. So that's the thing is, who do you start instead? There's not a single player other than that's I'll playing well. Part, either. I'll probably part, p- play Grant Williams. Instead of Tyson. Or Robert Williams. Or Robert Williams. Because them two are not working. And it's, it's showing. And that's why you guys are 500. Right. But, but what I'm saying is with Jalen Brown, like this season, he's averaging 26 a game and shooting 50% from the field, you know, mm-hmm. while adding rebounds and assists. So I don't think you can put it on him at all. Oh, no. I'm just saying, like, in these losses, yeah. he's he's not playing good. No, like the last couple of games, he hasn't been good. But, you, you know, know, this season, and like the, uh, Your offense overall is not that great. Like, it's stagnant exactly and you're 28th in assists and that's not gonna work for a championship team and you, and we know this. but if you're those two guys who do you share the ball with other than each other that's what i'm saying like everybody needs to Kemba step walker up. has a 62 percent chance of missing 
<laughs> Tristan Thompson isn't backing down anybody. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Daniel Tice has been pretty okay on offense. He's hit some mm-hmm. shots this this year. Like I'm more surprised than anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he's played. You know, placed himself okay in places on offense. But that just comes from them leaving him wide open to double down on mm-hmm. Tatum or Brown. Yeah. And so, like you know, I they're both playing well in general. Like they've had better stretches than this, but the team around them is just not good. Well, the bottom line yeah. is the management. Like they didn't get anybody to replace Gordon Hayward, and that was their third option. And oh, that, exactly. You know, exactly. They, that that starts to say. do. That starts in the off season, like yeah. the, the preparation for the championship, to, for a championship team, for any yeah. team starts in the in the preseason mm-hmm. and the trade season, the whatever yeah. free agency. And they got nobody. They just nobody, yeah. they were like, we got we got these rookies, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna see what's happening, you know? Yeah, I got I got so many notes and things on the Celtics. Like just writing down ideas about what I think is wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I I was like, do you blame Danny Ainge or do you need to point the finger at Brad Stevens? And my thing is like, I think they both should get a piece of that. They both should get a piece of the blame. And the thing is too, like. I expected a lot from Brad Stevens because I think at Butler, he was a great, great coach. And he was supposed to be like the boy wonder, like Sean McVay with the Rams, like young coach who can like instantaneously like change the culture. But like when I think about it, this is eighth season with the Celtics and they have a couple Eastern Conference finals appearances, but no finals appearances or no Eastern Conference championships, which I hate to say because like the Celtics are right there. Every year, it seems they're, they're like a piece away from being like right there. I think, you know, and this is where maybe Andre Drummond buyout would really help the Celtics, in my opinion. Like they need another piece because they're bench. Don't tease me with Andre Drummond. Right, I think he would be perfect there, but their their bench and their roster, like Taylor was saying, is just not good. Like Neesmith was a great draft pick, but I don't know if Brad has a role carved out for him um i think he played Langford, well today he played well yeah. today yeah he actually think, got some minutes and hit some shots yeah today, they drafted somebody uh langford from indiana Rome, yep. and i'll yep and he, he he's been it. hurt exactly kimba has not been great i just want to say like ever since he said he, he, he was feeling healthy first time he felt healthy but everything shows he is still not playing you know great basketball um, and I think the one of the biggest key reasons, too, is Marcus Smart is hurt. I think he holds them accountable, which – and I'm not saying Brad, season, Brad Stevens doesn't, but I think Marcus Smart, he lights a fire under them, kind of like Draymond does in Golden State. Because I was watching a play the other night where Jason Tatum, he, like, had a turnover, and he just kind of jogged back on defense, and Brad didn't really say anything to him, and the team scored. I think if Marcus Smart is out there, like, I think he's going to say, like, hey, like, I get it, but you still got to put in the effort. I'm not sure there's accountability, you know, on the part of the Celtics sometimes. And lastly, like, to Dion's point, which I was like, I'm so glad he said it because it reminded me, like, losing Gordon Hayward was great for Jalen Brown, I think, but it wasn't a great move for the Celtics overall. Because obviously Jalen Brown is developing. He's, like, looking – like a great like one A one B player right there with Tatum, but you you could tell obviously now like having a third ball hand slash guy who can get you in your sets will be perfect for them right now. 
But it's just like the Celtics, like they should not be where they are. And that's why I gave them a good hustle a couple weeks ago because with this, usually with these two young guys in this window in the East, like you expect more from them, but they're doing anything but, you know, what they should be doing. And the only person I think that can save their season is Thomas Edward Brady. You know, when he's in Boston, everything seems to go a little bit better. So I don't know. Tell us Edward Brady. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Exactly. No, I'm I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, which pains me. But <laughs> but it's hard to put it on Brad Stevens right now because A, he has overperformed with teams in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, he made it to the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals with some very exactly. young teams. Exactly. And this and because the really roster is so ass right now, it's hard to know. Like, it yeah. could be Brad Stevens, but because the roster that, is so bad, you know, the, mm-hmm. the ingredients he has to cook with right now are not very good. And so it's exactly. hard to, you know, like, put it on him of, like, what sets mm-hmm. do you make? Like, okay, we're going to go Jalen Brown off the dribble and Jason or Tatum off Tatum the dribble. Iso. Because yeah. that, what else do we have? Mm-hmm. You know, J- Jason Tatum goes into the paint. Who does he kick to? You know, like mm-hmm. – they don't have shooting either, which kind of and, hurts and, them. And Danny Ainge is such a two-edged sword for the for the Celtics because a he's drafted really well for Agreed. the most part. Not not every pick has been a hit. You know, Romeo Langford is bad. Tatum and Brown, but, I mean, definitely wins. But you know, hoodwinking the Sixers into you know trading out of the first pick to get a both Jason Tatum and you know other considerations was a genius move. Of he was so confident that Jason Tatum mm-hmm. was it when other people didn't that he traded out of the first pick because he knew Tatum would still be there. Yeah. You know, that's those are the type of moves that set your franchise up, or so yeah. we thought, you know. Exactly. Like if I had to give out a some blame pie, you know, for fresh baked bank blame pie, I would go eighty percent Danny and then just twenty percent Brad. Like I would give majority of the blame to Danny Ames for lack of roster moves and aggressiveness and then like just give some, you know, blame to Brad, although not much just because like I said, uh, for them to have almost, or I think they did make the Eastern conference finals, at least two of the last three years, I want to say. So it's yeah. not like he's not doing his part. Well, it's just that. Like, here's the thing with Ainge too, is let me finish my point real quick. If he's drafted pretty well. If you have the two superstars that Danny Ainge drafted, you know, he brought Mark, he drafted Marcus Smart. You know, like you said, that's the the pulse of the team. Exactly. Um, drafted Peyton Pritchard this year. That was a nice find late in the draft. You know, who knows what his ceiling is, but right now he's playing well. You know, that's yeah. a nice find for yeah. where they got him. Yeah. Um, you know, Robert Williams late in the draft a couple years ago. That's been a nice find. You know, a bit of a project, but it's starting to pay dividends. You know, he's drafted really well for the most part, like Romeo Lankford isn't, isn't it, you know, Carson Edwards, isn't it, you know, but for the most part, you know, he's drafted well, you know, he knows what guys are going to, going to perform like Aaron Naismith played well today. So hopefully we get some more from him. You know, I liked that pick when they picked him, but free he's handled free agency so badly of, you know, there was the whole Kyrie drama, which like I said, I, I do believe that we're, both sides are better off without each other. It was just a yeah. toxic relationship. Yeah. It wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, all that Kyrie drama doesn't play well in Boston. It's not a good market for that, you know. And, you know, I, I think we're better off without Kyrie even still. 
And, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. You know, Kyrie's playing out of his mind, and I don't think he'd be playing out of his mind if he was still in Boston. He might have retired already if he was <laughs> still in Boston. Um, you know, Ainge completely bungled the whole Gordon Hayward situation. Yeah, off let him go for nothing. Let him go for Which, nothing. First of all, we don't know that happened, but, you know, it comes from some pretty good sources that, you know, yeah, they had Indiana Miles deal. Turner and Doug McDermott, which mm-hmm. are two weaknesses right now, are outside shooting which Doug McDermott oh. does very well. doesn't do much else, but he can't shoot, you know, the absolute exactly. the living daylights right out of the in. ball. And Miles Turner, the rim protector in the NF- in the NBA right now. Is he number one? Yeah. Yeah, he's number one in blocks. Yeah, by, by, exactly. By, and like, can stretch the floor, half, too. Almost. Like, he imagine would be if he was in green. Perfect. He would be yes, perfect. the perfect fit. We could have had both of those guys for basically nothing. Of, yeah, we have trade. a max slot right now, but what yeah. good does that do us if we're 500? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. he, he, you know, it's hard to drop the ball any worse than the Gordon Hayward situation. I'm like, yeah, he'd be the GOAT if he managed to get Oladipo or TJ Warren for free, but, you know, like, they weren't yeah. going to do that. And so he was trying to outsmart, he was trying to outsmart right. way too hard. Right. Like, just take and the so, simple deal. Yeah. So just, just take greedy. what's there. Yeah. yeah. All right. That up, you know, the, the, the premier free agents he's brought to Boston have been Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker, which have not worked out for either side. Gordon Hayward's still a good player. He's showing it in Charlotte, you know. And part yeah. of that, I mean, I admit part of that is just, you know, he tragically broke his ankle, you know, his first game in green. And it's taken several years to come back from that. And then when he did come back from that, you already have two young wings who are playing out of their minds, you know. So it's just who just situation. made the Eastern Conference Finals too. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. it's hard to so put all of that on, you know, Danny Ainge and stuff. But it just hasn't worked out. And at some point, you know, that has to go somewhere. And so Danny Ainge, the way he's handled free agency the past few years, has not been good. And yeah. please, for the love of God, please make an off-season move. Please, or a mid-season yeah. move. Please yeah, trade for a center. Pick like up, that. pick up Boogie. Trade for yeah. Andre Drummond. Do something. something. We gotta have something yeah. in the middle. We got nothing. Tristan Thompson ain't it. And I kind of thought that from the start. He he's not it. We need multiple bigs who can rebound and defend. Yeah. And right now, Tristan Thompson is not filling that need. Yeah. Now, if he, he was, was not the Tristan big, Thompson he Cleveland. could probably do better. But as a primary defender in the post and a primary rebounder, Tristan Thompson ain't it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, okay, so I'm, I'm adjusting it. I'm going 90% Danny, 10% Brad. That's <laughs> that's my level of blame. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm I mean, it could, it could be on Brad, but with, you know, when the chef doesn't yeah, but have what, any what is he working hard with? to know, yeah. you know, what like, is he working yeah, okay, exactly. I, okay, I get that, but he's losing games to, like, the worst teams in the league, though, so that has to be a little bit of coaching, you know well, what true, I'm saying? True, but as, as the head coach, what should he be doing, And you know, it's like, yeah, the whole Tice and Tristan Thompson both starting thing is weird, but who do you start instead, you know? Like, and isn't Pritchard hurt too? Like, another he's op- back. He, now. he has been, but he's been back, back now. Uh, but it's like, what do you do? Bench Kemba for Peyton Pritchard? Like, that's probably a little premature, you know? Yeah. Like, Kemba's just, still you playing better. for like one game. Like, yeah, to, I, don't, I don't know. Trying to wake him up or something because you're losing games to like the Wizards, the Pistons, yeah. Pelicans. Kemba needs Mike's secret stuff from Space Jam <laughs> to play a yeah. little bit better. He needs the secret stuff because he is not helping them whatsoever. And it's kind of like, 
taking it, – it, it's, it's making the team – it's like you can tell the team is being weighed down by Kemba's performance because he's just in clutch situations. He's not hitting shots. Shots he hitting Charlotte easily, like – he just can't hit here. And then, mm-hmm. like, who do you – like, what 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 do Brown and Tatum do, like, when they can't count on that third guy? It's like they have to be, like, selfish, but they're not selfish players. So, they're also in a weird dynamic, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks, too, because I like Kemba a lot. I think a lot of oh, Kemba same. as a person. Yeah, great, great. You know, yeah. great leader. He, I, and the problem is I think he's just lost his confidence, and he takes it so personally that he wants to help the team win so bad that I think he's really pressing and he's not letting the game come to him. I think that's part of the problem is he really wants to help this team win and he wants to be playing well and he wants to lead from the front, but he's just not able to. And so he's really pressing, trying to get it back. And somewhere along the line, he's lost his mojo. He's lost his confidence. But with that being said, I do think the Celtics at the end will be there. I think if Marcus Smart comes Mm. back, provides a spark, you know, Maybe it's maybe it's misplaced optimism, but with the East as bad as it is, yeah, they have a shot. Hard to think the Celtics the won't float to the top at some point. Uh... Hard to think they still won't manage to win at least one playoff series with the East as bad as it is. I think they can get fourth place pretty easy. You know, they could have like a tough first round matchup with like Indiana or something, but I can't help but think no way, that ultimately, uh, if, yeah. if if they get Indiana, I promise you right now that they will not pass the run, the first round. I can promise you that right Oh, Indiana oh. hasn't been playing that well lately. Yeah, but who, they have good, great bigs. I like and that. You guys do not. I'm sensing, I'm sensing another bet coming on, but we'll cross. Yeah, that that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> but we'll cross no, that uh, when we come to it. But. No, I get what you're saying, but I think that for them to have a good off season, um, postseason, they do need to trade for a big. They need to get Drummond. It's not even a question. That's their only option right now. Him or Boogie. Because otherwise, I don't want Boogie, but it's better than what we have. It's better than what you guys have. Exactly. (laughs) I I don't want Boogie. But he really doesn't fit. Well, I don't know. He could fill that need. But anyway. Yeah. But like I said, it's hard to imagine a scenario where the Celtics, it's hard to picture that they won't make a run at some point. Like they're not going to be great. They're not going to be up there with Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and um, Philly and Philly, but it's hard to think that they won't make a run at some point and still get that fourth place for me. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I, uh, yeah, they probably will make that fourth place, but it's not that hard in the East, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They do need a lot of, like, improvements. Yeah. So. Mm. Also, because, like, their two off-season moves were, what, Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson? Like, yeah, Jeff Teague fresh, doesn't like, play. Jeff Teague doesn't even play right now. He doesn't even play. <laughs> so... Yeah. Not getting a lot from the point guard spot. <laughs> yeah, not getting it's a, a trade. Lot. Yeah, we we got to make a move. Mm-hmm. We got to, and hopefully that has become apparent. You know, very apparent to Danny Ainge. Yeah. All right. Enough of you know. I pre I appreciate y'all. You know, letting me go through the grieving process. Of course. You know, sometimes you just got to talk these things out. Man. You know, so the first step to healing is acceptance. So I'm trying to heal. All right. So let's talk about Joel Embiid for a sec. Joel Embiid last night. No, not last night. Friday night. Friday night goes for 50 points on the Bulls. And a game that was pretty competitive without Ben Simmons. He dropped 50, was pretty efficient in the process, shot well over 50%. Knocked down some clutch shots down the stretch. 
He's playing out of his mind right now. So here's my question. Right now, is Joel Embiid MVP of the league right now? What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with a no. I think he's – well, he, he and LeBron, to me, are essentially tied. I think this next – stretch for LA will tell a lot, but I will say this, like hold on, you did Embiid not just is... say LeBron James is the front runner for MVP. Yes. No, you didn't just say Literally that. every yes, person in is. the league is yeah. saying this. No Literally shot. every single person in the league. No shot. Yeah. The top three runners I mean, LeBron James I got ninety nine votes. Him, but he's still balling. <laughs> like LeBron James got ninety nine votes for first place. Yeah, last he's, week he's above. Yeah, he's above. He's above Embiid. Like, Embiid and all the, the season like, ended today. He would have win the MVP. No shot. Anyway, <laughs> oh, go shot. on. The Lakers just lost no. to the Heat. Like they're not playing that well right now. LeBron's playing well, but yeah, without but Anthony the, Davis, the, they're not playing that well. LeBron is playing really well, and they're still third. It was second in the in the West. I'm, I'm yeah. not buying. I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> anyway, I digress. Go on, go on, BJ. No, I'm saying like the, the, this next stretch for the Lakers without AD will prove it. And if he LeBron plays well throughout that stretch, and they go like seven and three within that stretch without AD, I think LeBron will easily be there. But I'd say in, Joe L is having an MVP season though, but he's not the MVP to make that you know clear. Oh, yeah, he's not the clear cut MVP right now. I think mm-hmm. there's a pretty – they're pretty close. Their top three is pretty close. Him, them two and Jokic are really close right now. Uh, but, you know, LeBron is playing out of his mind. And it doesn't show from the stats, but, like, he is putting on for for Los Angeles. And the reason why they're winning games is because of him, of course. And um, this next stretch, as you said, without AD, will definitely be a test. Yeah. And – We'll see how he's going to do. But for now, every single person in the NBA, around the NBA is saying it's LeBron and Embiid. See, Joel Embiid definitely showed me something on Friday. That was the best game I've ever seen Joel Embiid play front to back. Against the Bulls, huh? Yeah, against the Bulls. But it was it was a good game, though. It was a good game. Um, the Bulls were playing really hard. You know, no Ben Simmons, so it was competitive. Um, not that Ben Simmons gives you that much, but um, – and it's hard because I don't like Embiid. Embiid might be my least favorite NBA player, but he's playing really hard this year, and he's playing really well, and he's actually – and it's helping his team. And so right now, right this second, I think he is MVP, but I don't think it'll last. You know, Embiid's health has been a problem in prior seasons. Obviously, right mm-hmm. now he's really engaged – um, because the team's playing well, and I think that'll continue. But I, it's hard for me to think that someone else won't rise to the top as the season goes on. I think Dame. I'm sticking with my preseason pick of Dame. Dame's playing out of his mind. If it comes down to LeBron and Damian Lillard, I think Damian Lillard should get it. Yeah, but if he continues to keep playing this well, all, all like other things being five, equal, or top four in the and, West, like. You said but, they're, they're, LeBron's team's not winning, so... I'm just saying of late, they've really struggled. But you don't think individually Damian Lillard hasn't played well, better than LeBron? Well, Damian Lillard doesn't have the ball to share to anybody because CJ's not there. I mean, it's true. Like, But that's what I'm saying is, as an individual mm-hmm. player, though, he's shined. He's played really well. I think he's in the uh, conversation, he's, he's, yeah, but he's, he's, not, in a, the conversation. he's not above LeBron, though. 
in the so, rankings for MVP, he's not above LeBron. He's in the talks, but he's not mm-hmm. like there like LeBron. I, I, I think he's are. there. I think he's there. Like I said, you know, I have the vested interest and vested bias of you know, trying to look smart at the end of the year by saying invested bias. Bias, bias admitted. <laughs> I still think it should be Dame right now. He's playing out of his mind and keeping his team above water. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm mad at. It. I think Dame is playing yeah. like really good basketball too. But like, I also think it's too early to tell because. I think there's a lot of variables left in this season for sure. Like Embiid was just clutching out his back the game before. Like he – and you never know with him, like big men and trying to like have him carry that load. Like is Doc going to get caught up in the MVP conversation or is he going to try to preserve him for a playoff run? So it could be, you know, something where that takes him Embiid out of the talks himself is just trying to make sure he's healthy for the most important time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that my thing with Embiid is – Embiid has to do this for the rest of the season. He has to keep playing at this level. And I just can't help but think he's going to break down if he has to keep carrying the load for the Sixers the way he has. And so I think the Sixers probably should preserve him for a playoff run, give him some rest days. You know, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Maybe Joel Embiid should kind of take it easy the second half of the year. You know, he's been really putting it on himself to get those doves. And with you being in first in the East, you know, as long as you're kind of, you're not sliding, you know, you can kind of afford to take it a little bit easy to make yeah. sure you're for what matters now, mm-hmm. because now that you've put yourself in that position and you've played yourself into the MVP conversation, it's all for not if you, you know, your back keeps you out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So at that point, that's at this point, that's what should be on his mind is making sure he's ready for a potential postseason run. Yeah, that was gonna be my uh, my point right there. Like, if he doesn't break break down mentally uh, for carrying the team, he's something's gonna happen physically because we've never seen him play eighty two games, and uh, we might not even see him play seventy the seventy two this year. So, uh, I think that just having them chill for the second half, you're in first place. Like, you're gonna make the playoffs regardless of what happens just relax and just preserve yourself for the playoffs you know make that yeah. run that's what makes sense for mb to do at this mm-hmm. point yeah yeah we'll, we'll see uh, i i joel and b is starting to change my mind i don't like him still I wow think that's a big a lot yeah dude I, I saw some friday night that was that was a special <laughs> from joel and b he's, he's a believer fun. He was hitting like step backs, you know, to, for the yeah. game, you know, yeah. against the mm-hmm. Bulls. I was like, damn. Doc has unlocked his game. Doc has unlocked yeah. a new level. And I, and I liked what he said about it, you know, like normally he's been, you know, kind of yappy and like, but at the end, at the end of the game, you know, it's like, well, you know, we played well as a team, you know, it's a team thing. It's not a one guy thing. So I, I like yeah. what I'm seeing from him. He might be starting to mature a little bit. And so trust the process. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, as, as you know, it, I love his game. His game is really good right now. Mm-hmm. I, and, and he actually played strong Friday. He wasn't flopping around everywhere like a dead fish. So <laughs> good to see he was just running people over and just going straight to the buckets. Good to see, you know, that's when, he, mm-hmm. when you're that strong, that's how you should play. Yeah. Stop oh, yeah. like literally breaking down your own body, trying to flop. All right. <laughs> Let's talk real quick about Draymond Green. So just as some background, the Cavs have, what is it, indefinitely have sat Andre Drummond for no reason other than they're just trying to trade him. Yeah, so basically. 
yeah, he's playing well. You know, as far as we can tell, he's a team player, but they're just trying to move him. And so they've just sat him to pre- preserve his trade value. Mm-hmm. And Draymond Green had some thoughts. Cool. <laughs> Basically just saying it's a double standard. And, I mean, you, you want to recap what, what he said, VJ? Yeah, so basically what he was saying was that during before the Golden State Cavs game, Draymond Green was saying that uh, Andre Drummond was out there warming up, getting ready for the game, but the team kind of pulled him aside. And then he came back out of the locker room dressed in, like, regular casual clothes, not suiting up because they're like, we want to protect you as our trade asset. Like, we don't want you to go out there spraying an ankle, you know, hurt a shoulder. And we're trying to get the most value back for you. But I think – asked Draymond Green this question. He just kind of offered it up himself. But he was saying that if a guy had chose to sit out, he would be looked at as, you know, a diva or he'd be looked at differently. But a team can kind of publicly say, we're looking to trade you. But if a player says it, they want to request a trade, they get fined. So then he got into this whole dynamic with the recent, you know, things with Harden, players being fined, AD, things like that, and just kind of how there's a double standard between when players want to move and when teams want to move players. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Draymond's spot on. I mean, you look at Jalen Johnson at Duke, and he has been crushed this week. And, like, not not entirely unfairly. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily have a big problem with it, but he's decided to sit out the rest of the season to preserve his draft stock you know, with Duke just being in the absolute toilet this year. Um, yeah. You know, they're not going to make the tournament. He doesn't play that much anyway. You know, why wouldn't he just opt out? I don't have a big problem with him doing that. But he's been absolutely crushed for that. Everybody coming out of the woodwork saying he's weak and he's soft and he's selfish. And But you're right. Like, you know, but when the Cavs decide to sit Andre Drummond for no reason other than they just want to make sure they can get the most for him, you know, nobody really says anything. It, I, I'm with Draymond of it is a double standard. And yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with either of players like Jalen Johnson with nothing to play for. You know, like Duke is not going anywhere. You know, if he plays or not, it's not going to make a difference at all. And so for him to sit out, I don't think I don't understand what all the hubbub is about, you know. I mean, it's not like Zion deciding to opt out right before the tournament or something like that, you know. I don't think it's that big a deal, but, you know, let's call a spade a spade and let's, you know, if we're going to call all these NBA players selfish and stuff, then let's do the same when the team, the team does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like the team will say like, it's, it's just part of the business or they're doing what's in their best interest. But if a player says they want a new environment, they get called selfish or, you know, that they're quitters or they're only looking out for themselves and then, like, you look how James Harden got dragged through the mud, you know, when he – I mean, and, and granted, he was, like, trying his hardest to get out of there. And he wasn't even really right. playing that hard. So, it's kind of fair to criticism. But if you look at it, it, I think the people get – the players specifically, like, they just get crushed when they, you know, want to move on. But teams, they're just doing normal day-to-day business. And I think that's a double standard, you know, that the players are talking about. Right. It's like absolute loyalty is expected of the players. You know, if you go somewhere, mm-hmm. you should give your all for that team. You should always work hard. And not that that's unfair. Like 
that should be what they're getting paid for it so right but but the team doesn't reciprocate that the team as soon as it's no longer in their best interest they will cut you they will trade you your school is showing like draymond or andre drummond means nothing to the Cavs. they could care less about andre drummond you know he just represents other players or assets they could get yeah Clearly they I mean, they less about have like Drummond. seven centers anyway. But, yeah, like, yeah. you know, he doesn't mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. You know, so like what is, you know, like all this loyalty is expected. And at, from a fan base, I get that. But the team doesn't have that same loyalty to the players. So I totally yeah, get it. They're trying to protect mm-hmm. their business. Yeah. You know, like as soon as it's not in the team's best interest, they'll cut or trade you, you know. As soon as it's, you know, you're not making them money or you're mm-hmm. not contributing to dubs you know all of a sudden you're gone so i you know absolute loyalty is expected from players but you know it's when the team does that it's just seen as a business decision mm-hmm. i just so. i just feel like it's weird it's a weird situation because i feel like clearly times has changed because this has become a bigger deal in this past couple of years than i feel like in the past because nobody nobody complained when they used to get traded or people requested a trade you know Especially, like, I, I just have this example in mind when Harrison Barnes got traded during the game, you know? He was on the bench. He was on the bench, like, <laughs> playing. Like, it just shows you how times change. And when you go back to the Jalen Johnson thing, uh, I get that you're trying to, like, preserve your draft stock, but your draft stock is shit right now, first off. Uh, you are you, – he has not been playing good. And it shows because Duke, the first game after he left, the first game after he left, they beat Virginia without him. Really? And, yes. And, like, I 1 million percent agree with Jim Beheim on what he said. That Oh, my uh, God, yeah. He, he, I, said, I, yeah. he said that guy's hurting them. I 1 million percent agree. You know, mm-hmm. first That's game. That's why out, he wasn't getting planned time. Exactly. Because he wasn't Because he, he wasn't, wasn't good. He's not yeah. good. He can't shoot. And – who like improve Ooh. your game? Yeah. I know you're from Milwaukee yeah, I, and all, but like, dude, mm-hmm. man up. I I agree. It's probably best for his draft stock to stay at Duke and try and get better, and to like actually try and show out the rest of the year. But him deciding to leave when the team is so bad, I didn't have a huge problem. Yeah, with. but they're back in the it just, hunt. Now. It just looked. They're, it just looks back in the bad, hunt. though. That's all. I it, think it, it does sound, look bad. It does look. Yeah, bad. like the optics of it. Like it sounds like he quit, especially with mm-hmm. three weeks left in the season. Like. You could just push through and play, but I think he's, you know, because if you put the show on the other foot, Duke would, you know, they would look out what's best for them too. And I think that players, especially especially NCAA, like colleges and players, I think have a mutual partnership. They're not, they're student athletes, quote unquote, but really so like you help us win, we'll help you get to the pros. I think he's like, well, I don't think I'm benefiting from this relationship, so let me just preserve my health. He already had a foot injury too, which I think he was looking out for. But the thing is, though, his draft stock dropped significantly throughout the season anyway. Like, he wasn't playing that well. He wasn't playing hard, too, I want to say. Like, you could see it during film. Like, wasn't a great shooter, great athlete. But, like, you know, another year of development could have helped him. But also, like, if you got a chance to be a lottery pick, stay as healthy as you can. But also, like, the way he went about it, too, just looked odd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, every game after he left. Like, yeah, I I mean, I think this is clearly a guy who panicked. And mm-hmm. you know, probably made the wrong decision in quotes. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. his dream is to play in the end of NBA. You know, like he's been, mm-hmm. you know, to see it from his perspective, this is all he's wanted probably since he was a little kid. You know, and now that he's really close, 
he's going to try and protect that at all costs. Like, I agree. It's probably best, you know, in, in quotation marks to stay at Duke to try and get back on the floor and to play well. But like I said, you know, it's so easy for us to sit here and as fans and to call people quitters, you know, when they're trying to get to the NBA, but you know, you've, you've seen it before with guys who, you know, down the stretch blow a knee out or something and their dreams just gone, you know, especially if like he is, you know, could be a second rounder into the first round at this point, you know? Mm -hmm. And so his dream is slipping away from him and he's doing the only move that he feels like he can do to try and preserve that. And so I don't have a huge problem with it. You know, like you have to think long-term when you're a player and, you know, like I, you know, I, like I said, I'd prefer that he stayed at Duke and that was probably the best, but you know, if he wants to try and preserve his draft stock, then, you know, who, who am I to say that he shouldn't, you know? I, I, I guess, but to be honest, he is not that good and he might not, like his attitude issues might even keep him out of the league. You know what I'm saying? It's true. That's true. You know? So like you, yeah. you, you stay, you stay on track finish this there's literally like four games left in the season for them mm-hmm. but right? i mean yeah. i I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying dion but at the same time the old adage is when you find yourself in a hole you know stop digging if he is currently killing his draft stock by being out on the floor so maybe someone should just take the shovel from you and just be like well you're done if you keep playing this I bad guess, you yeah. might not be in the league at all <laughs> you know and it's not like duke's gonna really hurt from his absence you know they're mm-hmm. not gonna make the well, most clearly is regardless so like it almost seems like a win-win for him to just leave duke oh, and like yeah. honestly probably someone from duke sat him down just said look we're you know, not kicking him off the team, but like, yeah, you're not playing well. You know, you got to sit down for a bit. Exactly. Like, like they probably could have said, yeah. you know, honestly, like coach isn't giving you time because you're not producing. So let's mutually agree to like, you can stick yeah. around and still, yeah. you know, work on your game, come around the practice facility. But like, sure. you won't, basically, you won't get any playing time if you stay, basically, maybe because if you're not helping us, and I think Behan was absolutely right. Like, he was keeping other players who would have a better impact yeah. on the team off the floor. So. And, you know, that would become a huge story if he's just buried at the end of the bench. That would for sure kill his draft stock, you know? So yeah. why not just, like, at that point, just be like, look, all right, yeah. I'm just going to declare yeah. then, you know? And yeah. thanks thanks for everything, uh, but I'm out, you I, know? Yeah, I, I just think the term – because it says, like, the headline said Jalen Johnson opts out. I think that's just the, the way it was phrased also sounds very weird, like a college player can choose to opt out. And the thing is, this is the worst season to have, like, anything because it's such a weird, non-conventional season. And Duke canceled most of its games anyway. So it wasn't like he was getting a ton of reps anyway, and he was hurt. So, like, it was just an all-around odd year. And I was, like, kind of weird that that was the outcome of it, too. Right, but we're also talking about that double standard, you know. And it, it exists in college, too, of, like, colleges will pull a kid's scholarship, you know, or, like, not renew their scholarship. They can't legally pull the scholarship, you know, but they mm-hmm. can just choose not to renew. You know, new coaching staff might not keep their promises, you know, but it's like, you know, it's fine. That's just how it works, you know. Like, but the, as, soon, as soon as a kid wants to transfer or opt out, you know, he's a quitter, mm-hmm. you know, he's all these mm-hmm. things, you know, he's weak, he's soft, you know, all these, all this stuff, you know. But colleges are allowed to move on from guys all the time. You know, they can be yeah. benched, they can be cut. Well, mm-hmm. NCAA uh, is a definition of double standard, I feel like, yeah. too. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like, they force yeah. the kids to go to college for a year. Like, yeah. what, what benefit does the kid get mm-hmm. from being one year in college, you know? 
Yeah, that's I mean, why still... like kids are moving like moving around like more often. Like they don't even go to college anymore. They go to G League. They go overseas. Like we have two top ten projected players in the next draft that are not even in college right now. Like Jalen Green and the other kid. Like, I yeah. think it's Ivan Mobley or something yeah. like that. So I don't know. Yeah. All I was saying is like he did quit, and Duke can still make the tournament. That's all I'm saying. It's possible, theoretically. All I'm trying to say is <laughs> we as fans expect absolute loyalty out of players, yeah. but when the business side of it, you know, the call, oh, the team takes it, yeah. course, you know, we're fine with it. Mm-hmm. But All right. As promised, let's transition to what you guys really want to hear, which is the dirt on the three of us here at the Dagger. We are joined by three very special guests for Ladies Night here at the Dagger. We are joined by my wife, Becca. Becca, say hi. Hi. EJ's, was it girlfriend? Yes. Girl, yes. significant other, Talia. <laughs> all, all of the above. Hi. Yes. Yes. Better half. Let's definitely go with that. Yeah, better. And unfortunately, half, yeah. Dion's girl Olivia is on a plane, but she did give us her answers, which is yep. important. Okay. So that's that's what matters here. So we're gonna, in honor of Valentine's Day, it took us a minute to get this together, but in honor of Valentine's Day, we're gonna talk to them a little bit about basketball and a little bit about us. So let's start with let's start with Becca. <laughs> oh boy! I'll I'll go ahead and bite the bullet first. So Becca, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell all the listeners how long we've been dating slash married. All right. So I'm Becca. I am Taylor's wife. We are coming up on four years of marriage now. So I, um, I work, I'm a toddler teacher and me and Taylor have our own little toddler ourselves. Um, Corbin, sometimes called CJ. He is 18 months old and Taylor and I have been together for a little over five years now. We met at this tiny college in Utah called Snow College, and we kissed under the bell tower our first night we met at True Badger Night there, and, and just, Taylor just for always the record, loved... Who, who made the first move? Becca? Me. <laughs> I called it. Called it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> But we didn't start dating right after that. It took us a while to start dating after that kiss. But but yeah, that's basically us in a nutshell. We've been married for almost four years now, and we have our crazy little toddler that we keeps us busy. CJ. <laughs> yeah. So here 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 on the podcast, EJ and Dion are some pretty serious ballers, but. I think <laughs> CJ has the potential to be the best out of all of us. He's 18 months old. He's like 98th percentile for height. <laughs> and so I'm already getting offers, you know, for the 2040 recruiting year. <laughs> uh, Coach K has been in touch. He wants CJ pretty okay. bad, but, you know, we're, we're keeping our options open. Yeah. Three coaches. We'll coach them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, charge a small fee. Charge a small yeah. fee. We'll yeah. get him there. We'll get him there. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. You know, NCAA violations be damned. All right, Talia, what in the world are you doing with VJ? Uh. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you two have been together, and how you met. Definitely. And okay. What are you thinking? 
All right. So um, we technically met at Marquette here. Um, so we are the same age. Um, I'm a recruiter. So I work from home these past couple wonderful, almost been a year here, but we officially met last on National Marquette Day, um, which I made the first move also. So nice. <laughs> they've been there. Love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love that. Yes. This is true. And then true. he asked me out the next weekend and it was on Valentine's Day and I thought it was really weird. So I ditched him and made up an excuse <laughs> to, to, not, <laughs> to not hang with him. Love it. Um, but next night we hung out and didn't stop since. Um, but we officially started dating about four months ago too. Very <laughs> so that's nice. our background. Very nice. yeah. For the record, though, she <laughs> says she made the first move, but she told me to shoot my shot. So technically, <laughs> um, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I love that. <laughs> love that. All right, Dion. What did what did Liv say? All right. So we met online on hinge and um she made the first move too so we have we're three for three love that (laughs) she she messaged me saying you look like you've been to the the mediterranean a lot and i was like (laughs) what gave it away (laughs) because like my profile said uh born in born and raised in italy or something like that i don't i don't even remember i was like what gave it away and i actually had a typo in that in that small little question I had a typo, and she still decided to uh, go on a date with me. We've been dating for uh, almost nine months. Next week is going to be nine months, and we're going strong, stronger than ever. So Very nice, very nice. Yeah. Love that. All right, <laughs> enough about all that. <laughs> let's get to what you guys really want to hear. So let's start with uh, Dion's answer from Olivia. Okay. So the question is... Dion has 10 chances to score on Michael Jordan one-on-one. If he scores, you get $5 million. And if you can't, if he, if he can't score on him, then you can never listen to music again. Are you taking the bet? 1 million percent. What, what did she say? What did she say? Cause I'm big. I'll just, I, I, I told her like, I just need, I just need to back him up. That's all I need to do. You're the same size. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm 260 MJ? pounds. MJ these days is like 280. Okay. Uh, wow. He's also 60. So oh, I, 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 sh- I should clarify that this is Michael Jordan in his prime. Oh, yeah. So I should I should clarify. 10 so chances, I can score one bucket. So, so she's taking she's taking their, her yes. chances. Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Definitely. Talia, BJ like has <laughs> 10 chances. The score on prime Michael Jordan one on one. If he gets a bucket, just one, you get five million dollars. But if he gets shut down, you can never listen to music again. Are you taking the bet? So I thought about this question pretty hard here. Um, first, I was like, all right, like I'll go with him on it. But then came to my senses and was like, it's not happening. <laughs> Just because I kind of had this glimpse, you know, that Kyle Irving commercial where he disguises himself as a grandpa, but like it beats all these kids in basketball. That's going to be Michael Jordan without the disguise. Like, I love you, but (laughs) sorry, I can't. I can't risk that. He's been exposed. I mean, it's hard. You know, that's prime MJ. I have have faith in VJ. (laughs) Thank you. 10 cents, one bucket, say less. 
I don't know, I man. Know she she knows you best, and if she says no, then I'm I'm going with her. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. Becca, go ahead. I'm not hurt. I'm, not hurt. <laughs> I'm nervous for what she's gonna say. So when I first heard this question, my initial reaction was, "Well, I don't really like music that much anyway, so I'll take the chance. If he <laughs> if he can't make it, I can give up music, but I will take the chance to get five million dollars." See, notice it's not confidence in me. <laughs> notice it's not like, oh yeah, that's that's yeah. my guy. He, he got this. It's like, guy. well, I don't really care anyway. So, yeah, low risk, high reward. Thanks, babe. Exactly. That's good logic. That's good logic. <laughs> I mean, that's a good take. Um, no shot, do I score? I mean, if you, if you apply Dion's logic, I could definitely back down him. Oh yeah, he probably. I don't know. Maybe I hit him with one pump fake. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Thinks Promise. I can't shoot and I get one of 10 to drop. I don't know. We'll Out of 10? Like, come on now. I, I mean, 10 is a lot. 10 is it's a, a lot, lot of chances. <laughs> Wait, but if, uh, I mean, if you don't score, does it get the ball back? Like, is it make it, take it? Because then. No, it's you just get, you, like, get, you get 10 chances. Like, straight you score, Oh. Like, v. Okay. Oh, no. You're going to hit a three out of 10. I mean, apparently not, though. No, no, no! You, you don't I've, get to do, you don't get to defend yourself. What I've been told, Talia has spoken. Yeah, Talia has spoken. I love it. I love it. All right, we'll start with Talia then. What is something about VJ that is sure to embarrass him in front of his friends if we were to know? Um, so this is actually pretty frequent. Frequent, and it came to my you know, my brain right away here. He, this past like two weeks, he's been obsessed with country music. And specifically, no, specifically Luke Bryan. So I don't know if it's the music or if it's the looks or if he's into both there, but like he, he even wanted, requested it in the Uber this weekend. He played it. He played it. He Listen, played man, it. Country, <laughs> country girl, shake it for me. I don't care what you say. He was shaking. It's a bop. It's a bop. Yo, that mm-hmm. Luke Bryan kind of hits. Old Luke Bryan. He does. He, he kind of hits. So, I would have hey. never known. You know, it's summertime. We don't hold down. You know, I, I could yeah. go for a little country. No shame. As soon as it come on, too. I am so, oh. so glad you said that. I never would have guessed that VJ was into country. <laughs> Just new thing. What can I say? What can I say? I love it. All right, babe, do your worst. <laughs> All right. So Taylor's um, guilty pleasure that he has with me is he will never say no to Bachelor Night. <gasps> if I want to watch yes! it, he hops wow. right on with oh. me. We are unfortunately so behind on this season. We have barely watched Matt James's season because we're so busy, but we've got to, mm. we've got to binge it and catch up, but he's, he's a bachelor fan. Okay. Oh, honestly, no shame. Wow. No shame. I, I'll tell you this right now. I am up to date. I love Actually, because I, no, I, I missed tonight, so I'm pissed, uh, but it's well, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later then, BJ. Honestly, like, I own it. I'm a bear man. You know, I like the strategy. It's kind of like Survivor, you know, and love all in one, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I get frustrated with all the drama, too. I'm into it. Oh, I, I like Bachelor. I like Bachelor. I, I like Bachelor in Paradise. I like it all. 
That's Bachelor in Paradise is fire. I'll give you that. It Bachelor in Paradise is fire. It's all Bachelor good. in Paradise yeah. is the best of all of the Bachelor Retreat shows. That. I'm with you, Becca. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, when we were first married, though, I was like trying to hold on to like my macho like inhibitions. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be caught dead watching that junk. I'm not going to be one of those guys. And then yeah. she would just watch it in the background. I'd be like, "What is she thinking? What? It, never mind. I don't care. I don't care. What I don't care. Why would you? Why would you say that? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And then you know, over time, what are you doing? She's clearly not here for the right reasons. Yeah. Now you're popping <laughs> you popcorn doing? before the show comes on. Now you're getting I, was, I, was, I was into it. I'm, I'm yeah. into it. <laughs> naturally. All right, that wasn't too bad. That's not too embarrassing, but. <laughs> Maybe for the I, whole I kept it mild, babe. Okay, I, I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, Dion, what did Olivia say? All right, she said, I guess I have to say it, um, verbatim, sometimes you like to be the little spoon. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> my you know, it's okay, Dion. Sometimes you just want to feel Who safe. Who doesn't <laughs> like to be the little spoon? Exactly. Uh, right? Right? It's just so comforting, you know? Nothing wrong with that. Beyond the little spoon. Sometimes I'm the little spoon, okay? You can score on MJ and be the little spoon all at once. I love it. That's a renaissance man right there. You can do it all. I love it. I love it. All right. We'll start start with my wife on this one. Have you listened to the podcast before? And if so, what's your favorite episode? I don't dare say. Oh, no. Go ahead. Um, I am unfortunately not a frequent listener of the Dagger. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. She doesn't care about my dreams. No, the honest. I do care oh. about your dreams. <laughs> I just wow. don't care about the NBA. <laughs> it's true. Becca's really more That's of a fair. football gal. I'm, I'm more watching... of a football person. She'll I she'll like watch NFL watch with me, so I'll take that. Oh yeah, I'm not really much of a basketball fan personally. Nope. It's unfortunate. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Right, like he gets that. We watch football every Sunday together. It's great. It's a good time. <laughs> I just can't get into the basketball games with him. No offense taken. No offense taken here at the day. I'm still offended. Hurt. I'm triggered. She clearly could I'm care triggered. less about me. Oh right. yeah. Oh yeah. Does she listen, and what does she like? So, I'll be honest. She doesn't either. <laughs> she listens oh. when I tell her to. So, like, she does sometimes, but two. not a, oh. a frequent listener. She'll listen when I tell her, like, I, we dropped an episode, but other than that. Maybe we got to change our message. We got to make sure we're reaching <laughs> the ladies. <laughs> All right, sure. Talia, please tell me. <laughs> Okay, compared to them two, I do listen to it more. Yes! But that's because BJ will remind me all the time, too, though. Too. Friendly reminder. I want to say force, yeah. but remind me, too. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, but I would say the episode that I was most looking forward to was your Kobe one, because we know how BJ feels so strongly about him. So wanted yes. to see where the emotions were going to take him on that one. <laughs> Love that. All right. <laughs> Talia gets major brownie points. Love oh, that. Gosh. Love that. Is actually a about? listener. All right. Um, we'll start with Talia. Who is your favorite NBA player and why? <laughs> okay. This one I had to check if it was okay, if it was, if they had to be playing or not right now. Um, but for me, all time is D Wade. Um, not mm. just because, you know, MU. 
Um, but I just feel like he's definitely on the top with the greats up there. So I feel like he's probably one of Heat's best players that they've had. And she thinks he's very good looking. So Okay, I was going to say that last, but (laughs) that definitely helps as well. I've just he always been a fan. He is handsome. He's good. He's a good looking dude. Good looking yeah. dude. Yeah. I mean, if you can pull Gabby Yugen, you know, you got to be yes. all right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> not not bad looking. Okay. Underrated dunker to you. Underrated yes. dunker. Uh, not a dunker, but that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> he tries. Not about us. <laughs> he tries. He, yeah, exactly. He oh, tries. even Chad is not on board with the D Wade as a dunker. Okay. No, he Maybe I got to check no. myself. Okay. <laughs> Just took one more voice to, to tell me. Maybe my maybe I'll change my mind on that. <laughs> All right, babe. Who is your favorite NBA player and why? My favorite NBA player is Jason Tatum because <laughs> when I watch the Celtics games with Taylor, he is really fun to watch and he has the cutest little boy ever, Deuce, and – I love babies, and so it's cute that he's a good father. And That's the best argument. It's because yes, of Deuce. That I'll is. take that. That's the best why, argument. Why, like, uh, you can't not love him because of Deuce. And okay. I mean, he's not bad to look at. Let's be there real. There it is. That's a common no, it's really because of Deuce. Deuce is so cute. My, my wife has a little bit of a crush on Jason Tatum. So that's, that's I have a bigger me. crush on you, though. So. Oh, thanks, babe. Oh, <laughs> love is Love is great. Mm-hmm. All right, Dion. What, what, she, what she didn't answer this question on the text, but I know that, and I'm answering this on bias, that her favorite basketball player is LeBron James. So, <laughs> totally unbiased. James. <laughs> but just because it's probably like one of players. And, oh, that counts. Uh, that counts, right? <laughs> She knows CP3, she knows uh, Jimmy Butler, and a couple others, you know. So We'll take it. We'll take it. (laughs) All right. We'll start with Dion's answer. And I I don't trust him to give me this answer straight. (laughs) I I think he's going to twist your words. (laughs) (laughs) But answer honestly. Yes. Can your man hoop? And if so, can he hoop as good as he thinks he can? What did she say, Dion? Okay, I actually, I actually have this text, and I'll show you guys after I say it. She says, "Of course, my man's can hoop." In parenthesis, the best, and probably even better than you think he can. Duh. Wow. No wonder your head's so big. This kind of woman in your corner. No wonder your your head barely fits in any room you get in. Right. She, she's I love tired. that she hyped him she's up. Good for her. That's hey, that's that's premium gas right there. Oh, you know it. <laughs> premium. <laughs> that's that's my baby. Gas right there. That's I my love baby. that. Supportive. DP. Okay. <laughs> All right, babe, hit hit me with it. You you can hoop, but um, as good as you think you can, nah. Sorry, babe. <laughs> no shot. No shot. The way she I hoop said it. <laughs> no shot. No shot. I can. <laughs> I get out there and I'm hucking up shots. I have no business hucking up, and I'm like, I gotta remind myself, like, oh yeah, I can't hoop as good as I think I can. <laughs> Been playing a little bit of 2K in my career, that goes down, but you know, not here. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta check myself. 
you know, and so that's what I need in my corner. She needs to rein me in a little bit. Be like, babe, that was a horrible shot. She's a great coach. Great coach. She's like, pull up from the key. You know, why, why, why you doing the turnaround fadeaway in the deep post? And I'm like, you're right. You're right. Wait, wait, that shot. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Keeps me grounded. All right, Talia. Can VJ hoop and can he hoop as good as he thinks he can? So the issue here is that I've never seen him hoop. So my answer cannot be 100% confirmed. The talk is real, though. Um, <laughs> I'm, just wait- I'm just waiting for the proof here. You know, we're- we've been saying we want to do some one-on-one here, but we'll see. Yeah, if that I'm dodging that smoke. <laughs> I- I'm-, I'm waiting on the proof, too. Yes, I see, mean, exactly. To his defense, there's no place to hoop now, so there's no way. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's really the greatest yeah. tragedy of COVID. Yeah. Exactly. I know he can though, for sure. He shows me mm-hmm. videos. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So no, you can't it. trust the highlights. You can't <laughs> right. trust the highlights. Oh, what, me, me and VZ are back to back to back champions of intramural sports at Marquette. I mean, that's so. that's well taken, but I mean, you can <laughs> take highlights of anybody and make them look good. You got to wow. see the lowlights. Man, my intramural t-shirts tell me I'm a champion, so therefore, <laughs> exactly. I'm a champion. Exactly. That's the proof. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Wear those Two t-shirts rings. with pride. Yes. Exactly. The quote, exactly. Canadian singer-songwriter Drake, trophies. <laughs> trophies. <laughs> we did. Well, we did play back-to-back. We got our t-shirts. Oh, you know. Office, so. We wanted to win back-to-back two. The only thing that could shut you down is COVID, so. Exactly. We technically never lost. We never lost. That's so quote LeVar Ball, never lost. We never, never lost. lost. <laughs> Unbeaten, so. untied. Reigning champions. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Huge thank you to our special guests for coming on and yes. roasting us a little bit. It was honestly pretty it, it, it was it was pretty uplifting. I was I was wanting some more negativity, but you know, if we're <laughs> if, if if we're for real, then we're for real, you know. What yeah. what can you do? It's lovely. Love is in the air. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. But if you're listening to this, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for the ladies coming on. We appreciate you guys lighting up your schedules and for the support you give us. Happy Valentine's Day belated to all you people out there, all you listeners. Yes. Another quick reminder to follow us on Instagram at the.daggerpodcast to interact with us. And we'll catch you guys next time. See you. Thank you. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and and there's a there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. 
Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. 